0: Welcome to Sunstorm, where we get real about what's happening in the world and what we are doing about it, because we are the light in the storm.
1: Hi, I'm Ai-jen Poo. And I'm Alicia Garza. Ijen, I'm so pumped for our beautiful Sunstorm listeners to soak up all the joy and wisdom and goodness and realness from this conversation that we are about to bring you.
0: This is such a special conversation. A while back, we sat down with five of our friends, our sisters, who also happen to be five badass women leaders in our movement for change. <laughs>
1: And just so you know, normally we're in a studio recording this podcast. But for this, we were all set up in a nice, cozy, sweet den. There was a little fire burning in the fireplace. We had facial mists and face masks and lots of delicious food and drinks and snacks. And it was after hours. And so we were all letting our hair down and kicking our feet up. I know I had warm socks on and we were like, really just handling business.
0: Yes, we were. And that was exactly the conversation we wanted to have. It wasn't a panel discussion. We've all been on 10 million bajillion panels. (laughs) We wanted the opposite of a panel, which is just the seven of us together. That's right. As friends and as sisters who depend on each other in this work, the sun's in our storm. That's right.
1: I remember when one part we said, this is not a panel and everybody went, (sighs) (laughs) and these women are total bosses i cannot emphasize how lucky we were to get everyone in one room at the same time late at night on a crazy weekend and fully stocked with
0: tequila And what we asked them were the questions that we had because we want those answers from them too. It was amazing. So we're bringing you some of the most precious gems from that conversation. To kick off the conversation, our first question was reflecting on the decade that just ended. We asked, what are you leaving behind in 2019? And what are you bringing forward into 2020, this new decade? Here's what my sister, Sarita Gupta, a woman I've known and worked with for more than 15 years, I think. Here's what she had to say.
2: My leave behind is, you know, just the people (laughs) who just refuse to believe in a different kind of leadership Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that looks vastly different from them. I'm done. I'm done sort of managing that and trying to make it okay. And I think what I'm bringing into this next decade is... um, The many moments in this last decade when we really worked hard to make possible what seemed impossible, Mm. Mm. and thanks to work I got to do with so many of you, we know what we need to do, and I'm ready to just stay focused and energized and put all my heart and soul into making sure we win. That is so
0: true. That is exactly what we do. We make the impossible possible. And that was the brilliant Sarita Gupta, the former executive director of Jobs with Justice and co-director with me of Caring Across Generations. Now she leads all the efforts around work and shaping a better future for workers in this country at the Ford Foundation.
1: So one thing that we wanted to know was the practices that these women are bringing into 2020, that aren't there like resolutions per se, But they're the things that you have to adjust in order to make sure that you can reach your goals in 2020. So speaking of making the impossible possible, this clip is from one fierce sister who I am proud to call a friend. Her name is Monica Ramirez and she is the co-founder of the Latinx House. She is the founder of Justice for Migrant Women and the Bandana Project. And I'm pretty stoked that I get to work with her at the National Domestic Workers Alliance.
3: So what many people don't know about me is that I'm actually very shy. Aww. And it takes a lot of work for me to be out and open and in the world and I mean come on all of our work is out, out and open <laughs> in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and so I struggle with this, you mm. know, and it's hard and it takes a lot of energy and a lot of work. And so this year I'm giving myself permission to just say I need quiet time. I yeah. need I need yes. to I need to have a space where I can take 10 minutes or what have you. And so I've been asking for more help around that because it it takes so much for me to be out in the world all the time. And, and I felt like I could never take that space for myself because Mm. I don't know, I felt like I shouldn't, or, you know, I, I don't know. I felt like I just needed Mm -hmm. to keep showing up in a certain way, but the reality is like we are who we are,
2: Mm. you know,
3: and, and if we're quiet or shy or, you know, however it is our personalities and we work, like we have to abide by that you know and and be okay with that and feel like it's it's fine to do that so i've been asking for more help in that way so i've been Mm. saying to people like i need i need 10 minutes to be quiet you know and so i've been trying to just give myself more um i guess freedom Mm. every day to just be quiet because that's what i actually need to run Man,
0: I so relate to the introvert thing. When she said the thing about needing quiet space, it spoke to my heart in this way. I was like, oh my God, you said it. You spoke it. Yes, she's amazing. She's amazing. And now we're going to hear from Teresa C. Younger. She's the CEO and president of the Ms. Foundation.
1: I guess the the one thing that I would say for advice is around it is okay to always learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that we don't have to have the answers. And our failures are actually, we don't have to recognize them at the time that they are happening. But when we reflect on them, they actually make us our greatest friends. Mm -hmm. They actually are the things that have made us what we are. I've spent a lot of time recognizing that and that we don't have to do everything. You do not have to do everything. You just have to do one thing.
0: As we reflected with these amazing women, my sister Tarana really dropped some wisdom. She's always, I mean, every time I listen to her, I feel like she blows my mind. And this night was no exception.
1: Oh, and if you don't know who Tarana is, which you should know, because she is changing the world and has changed all of our minds around what it means to support survivors as the founder of
4: the Me Too movement. I'm leaving a lot of negativity in 19, 2019. Like 2019, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you all had similar answers, cause I know everybody here. Um, but, you know, 2019 was a bear uh. and um, personally and professionally. And uh, so I want to leave a lot of the negativity, but I'm also bringing a little bit into 2020 and not, I'm not bringing negativity, but I'm bringing the memory of that because I just don't want to do the same things twice. And so I feel like we often are like, I want to leave all of this behind, but I'm going to take a little sample with me and keep it in my pocket because mm-hmm. everybody can't come.
0: Mm-hmm. If that's
4: what you was in 2019, I'm going to need you to hold that in 2020. I think it's not strategic for us to just wipe the slate clean every time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listen, I want to remember in 2020 so I don't make the same mistakes, mm-hmm. so I don't make the same choices, yeah. so I don't have the same association, so I don't trip up into the same negativity. We are part of this um, really unique moment, and you relationships have to grow from that. And then it is like we have definitely gone through the burning sands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, who better to do that with, right? If, imagine having to do that. So I feel sorry for people who see this as a moment to, like, climb in their life, social climb or political. Because you may get a little further from where you were, but two things. I know I'm clear that what's meant for me is meant for me, and I watch other people scratch and climb and try to do the thing, and I'm and I know it's just not meant for you. So all of the thing that you're trying to do, you're doing it for naught, and you're bringing all this like negativity in your life. So I don't have to do all of that, right? And then and then who else is meant for will also be there. And you're like, look, we ended up together. What's the odds of of us all kind of like being in each other's lives? In this very close way, if it wasn't meant to be, we have these things that brought us all together. But I really trust that that's what what was supposed to happen. I think, you know, obviously, the long term vision is around healing and action, and that that people understand it to. In, to Interrupt sexual violence. That we have to have a uh, we have to have a conversation, but also a plan around what healing can look like, mm-hmm. and like that the part of the work is not just the change in the laws, the blah 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 blah, but is that there are still human beings who have dealt with this, who are holding this in their body, who we expect to show up every day in the world in a particular way, and they're not equipped to because something was taken from them, right? And mm-hmm. they were robbed of, of a thing. I, the the thing that I want to do in 2020, um, and I think Me Too Voter does, and I think some of the other work does it, is that we have to shift how people understand survival mm-hmm. and what it is, what, what, you know, we, we sort of taken for granted, right? Because we say it all the time, or, you know, we shifted the language is important. So shifting from victim to survivor is important, but then we're just at survivor. And it's like, what does that mean? What does it look like? Yeah. What does it cost? Right. Emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, what does it cost? And so, if in 2020 we can show not just the world, but also survivors, their one, the kind of power, the power that's in survival, but also help people understand what it looks like. Because I think part of what happened at Kavanaugh's, in Kavanaugh's, um, or Dr. Blasey Ford's, testimony, is that because people don't understand what survival looks like, they don't recognize it when they see it. And they have a judgment that is based on stereotypes and flawed ideas and all this other stuff. So if we can sort of have a narrative intervention, if you will, where we tell different stories, but also help survivors see the power in their stories is not just what happened to you, but how you survived it. We are Mm -hmm. telling a portion of the story and and a portion of the story that people demand is what keeps them in a place where they can just pity us. Mm-hmm. Oh, you poor thing, that thing yeah. happened to you. I'm so sorry. And that's the end of it. And it's like, no, I'm kind of a superhero mm-hmm. <laughs> and you need to know. Yeah. But I think I feel really um, passionate about that. Like, how do we get more information out, more stories, more work on the ground that helps people recognize their power but also helps the world see that see that power.
5: Yes.
1: So of course, we had all these wise and beautiful and brilliant organizers and strategists in the room. And that got us thinking about who's coming up behind you and what is the work that you're doing to make sure that their path is smooth but also thinking about what our connection is to the generation in front of us and how do we take those lessons and apply them in the present.
0: And here's what the brilliant Fatima Goss Graves had to say about that. She's the president and CEO of the National Women's Law Center. She's a former litigator and the co-founder of the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. I have a piece of advice.
5: It's to show up. Mm. I mean, I... When I think about the work that we do, sometimes just showing up and doing the work is doing the work. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And so there's
5: all this anxiety around what does it mean? How do <laughs> I just show up and do the work? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I tell my team all the time, uh, the person who's actually read the thing before the meeting Oof. is often driving the meeting. Yes. yes. That's so right. I- <laughs> exactly. Yes. Read that bill before yeah. the meeting. Yeah. 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 You know. So I I just show up <laughs> and then <laughs> the said get
4: prepared.
5: Just do your work. Do, your work. do the work. <laughs> exactly. The Be focused. Do the work. Yes. Um but for this year I want to show people all the people. Mm-hmm. I can have a, I have a list of all the people I want to show. <laughs> um that women are powerful. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just, and, and I, you know, it took me a long time to see the Kavanaugh campaign as a win. Some of y'all know it took me a real long yeah. time before <laughs> I was able That's right. to say that um, we demonstrated power That's in right. a mm-hmm. different way.
2: Mm-hmm. And
5: I, I want to show that again and again. And I think that,
2: I think we can do that in 2020. I think the advice I would give is to really trust your gut and like really be the person you want to be like i know it sometimes i when my daughter was younger i would read books to her at night mm-hmm. right and there were moments when I'd read books and I'd be like, oh my God, there's like a million people who need to read this book. Like, You know, because it's all about be kind and be brilliant and you can be both those things. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's not an either or. You don't have to be a jerk and be smart, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> have curiosity. Yes. Like hold yeah. on to your curiosity. Yes, when you step out and you take risks and you lead, there's a level at which people expect you to know. Your shit, Everything. right? <laughs> but it's also okay to say I and I don't know, and I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. And you know, the beauty of being able to do that—to hold on to what you know and to hold on to the curiosity to learn more. Um, so those are a few things I would say—is just advice, um, and to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Ask for help. Like the thing that drives me crazy, and I did it myself for sure, mm-hmm. is felt like I had to be the best at everything and so like the ability to just say I need support right now I I actually don't know like how to manage this situation Mm -hmm. or I'm just emotionally tired so just to ask for the support I think is so important this work is relational we act as if it's not Mm -hmm. which is so mind blowing to me you know Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like my job in 2020 is to figure out how to support more women of color in the roles that they're stepping into, mm-hmm. and like to really support the next generation of leadership. Like I feel like I'm trying to figure out how to use all of what I've learned and all that I have access to right now to just be able to do that.
4: Okay, I think that the um, piece of advice that I would give to folks because I do speak at a lot of colleges, and I get this question all the time of how do I start a movement. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I want to start a movement, and I'm like, You know this movement's happening. You don't have to bite off the whole thing, yes, you don't have to be an ijan a Fatima a Torontoron. You don't have to do that right i don't we didn't start our lives off with an intention to be this person or that person. You kind of go where the work is, and I tell people this all the time. following the work is like following your heart. You just follow the work and it will take you in some really different places places you didn't think you would end up but it's okay kind of like I think folks need to have a vision even if it's just your own personal vision of whatever the issue you're working on right like I want to end this thing I want to impact this thing what is your vision for how to get there and follow that maybe it's joining an organization maybe it's starting something it's okay if it's small just be consistent find like-minded folk and just keep following the work and also be okay if You're not the voice. I I was not the voice for a long time. I was the person who made sure we had the things, the person who made sure we had a permit when we showed up for that march so we didn't all get arrested, right?
1: (laughs) That's right. Like, you know? That's right. Yo, I soaked up so much wisdom from that gathering. And I soaked up some moisture from those face masks, and I certainly soaked up some tequila that
0: night. Every time we sit down with our sisters, we learn so much. It's amazing. I mean, these people that we've known for years and work with almost daily still are so full of wisdom and insight that helps us be better people.
1: Absolutely. And we adore every single one of them. So we hope that you got to learn a little bit about why we adore them and you probably started to adore them too.
0: What a blessing.
1: It really was. I'm Alicia Garza.
0: And I'm Ai-jen Poo and you're listening to Sunstorm. We had a great conversation that night, but it wouldn't be the same without you. So we need to hear from you. We want to know what things you left behind in 2019 and are bringing into 2020. We also want to hear about your skincare routines because that's just really important to us. So tell us all about it. We're at Ai Poo.
1: And at Alicia Garza. And this is at Sunstorm Pod. Hit us up. We cannot wait to hear from you. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. Sunstorm is a project of the National Domestic Workers Alliance in collaboration with Participant. Sunstorm is executive produced by Alicia Garza, Ai-jen Poo, Christina Mevs Apgar, and Jess morales Rocketto. Sunstorm is produced by Amy S. Choi and Rebecca Lehrer of the Mashup Americans. Producers are Jocelyn Gonzalez, Shelby Sandlin, Mary Phillips-Sandy, and Mia Warren. Original music composed by Jen Kwok and Jody Shelton.
4: Why don't we do this more? I just want to come and cuddle underneath you like